Hello everybody, welcome back to the Missing Peace podcast. This is a place where we discuss making peace with our mind, body and souls. And today I'm really focusing on the body part. However, they're all connected, so I'll talk about that as well. But essentially, I wanted to share actually one of the episodes of a six-part series, which is called Peace of Body. And you can get the rest of the series on the Substack community, which I'll, I'll talk about again in a second. But this is really focusing on, yeah, that relationship with our bodies, how our worth is tied up to our bodies, when we can get just so preoccupied with how we look and we worry about what other people think about how we look. We think that there is a, a particular way in which we'll look our best or there's a particular weight to aim for. And that all these things essentially will bring us the, the, the love, the success, the happiness, the peace. And we can get so stuck in it and it can take over our lives. And I know this so, so well. I really do. So I wanted to share more about this and create something that can support you in depth on your journey to healing that relationship with your body, with food, with fitness and ultimately with yourself. And yeah, like I said, I'll, I'll share in this and I shared in the last episode um, and yeah, you can go back to the start of the podcast to find out more as well. But this is something that really, it was been my journey, my journey healing the binge eating, healing the exercise obsession and this actually really, you know, pushed me headfirst into talking on here, I guess. So helping heal that relationship with myself, because that's often what's happening underneath all this. You know, we're focusing on our body, um, but actually it's about how we put our worth into our body, how diet culture has had an effect on this. And, you know, it's just really sad. So it's for anybody who is just feeling, I guess, sick and tired of obsessing over their weight of food of diets of how you know if they're not feeling present or mindful with their family with their friends whatever because they're you know worried about how they look and it doesn't feel good you know they're constantly berating themselves but have any willpower to keep up the diet and get to the ideal body weight you know and I know myself from the times when something would come up like a social event or my family would pop around unexpected and I'd be thinking uh, no, this can't happen because I need to fit a workout in or I need to batch cook or I can't go out for that meal because I, that they won't fit my, my macros for the day, for the week and it would probably trigger a binge eating session. Oh, it's just awful. And I just have so much more peace in my life since looking at this relationship and learning to heal it. So like I mentioned, this is the first episode of the six-part series that you can get on the Substack community. Now the Substack community, it's always a tongue twister that for me, <laughs> Substack community is you can actually get two weeks for free and then you can cancel in time as well so if you want to binge this whole series you can do so but essentially it's only six pounds or seven dollars afterwards you can just get that in the link below as well. You can also just sign up to my free email letters that way as well. So I'll link that all below if you would like to discover more. But essentially, the episodes are here to support you in kind of the whole holistic approach to it. This one is focusing on the body part on and it's this episode is really valuable. It provides different uh, tools, different practices that you can use going forward. There is an episode more on the relationship with food on there. Uh, there's, an there's an episode more on the relationship with yourself, because as you go through this, those those things will come up. The how you actually feel about you as a person 
um, what you actually want in your life, that relationship will come out massively. It did for me. And this is, yeah, how I've kind of got to where I am now. There is also an episode on your relationship with movement. So exercise, fitness. So, you know, we can get obsessed with thinking as a type of exercise we should do. or We don't even enjoy it, but it potentially, as we're told, it burns more calories and it's what we should do. It provides uh, the most, you know, like a high intensity, for example, that will give you the most bang for your buck, you know. And there is also a, a lovely meditation and journal practice on there. And the last one is kind of expanding that relationship with body and talking a bit about body hair. <laughs> it's a bit random, but I just felt like it was a good way to, yeah, be expansive and just get you thinking a little. Uh, also, if you sign up to my email letter at the moment, I, um, I've got my freebie on there, which is all about this relationship. So giving you some tips, there's an intuitive eating journal on there. I talk about intuitive eating through this series as well. So yeah, if that's something that you'd be interested in, check out the link below. Like I said, you get the first two weeks for free and then it's six pounds or $7 afterwards. There's also a load of other podcast episodes on there already, email letters and, uh, yeah, it's going to be a growing community, hopefully. So I'd love to see you there. But yeah, I hope you enjoy this episode and do reach out if you would like any support. I'm really excited to be back talking about body acceptance, about healing our relationship with our body, because it's something I feel really passionate about. And actually for, you know, most of you maybe don't know this, but the podcast started off life as the Piece of Cake podcast. Credit to Dave for that name, which was quite genius, I feel. And it was hard to let that go as well. <laughs> he was so proud of it. But yeah, P-A-C, Piece of Cake. And it was all about healing that relationship with food, with fitness and with ourselves. So the first five episodes of this podcast, you're very welcome to go back and listen to them. There's still a lot of value in there as well. I talk about sharing my story, which I've touched upon in the previous episode as well. But this was more focusing on the the kind of the body side, the food side, etc. And so that's the first episode. And then there's a bunch of stuff about body respect, about intuitive eating and so on. So, yeah, go visit them episodes. But as I continued my journey, I thought, you know what? This journey goes deeper. It's it's that focus on, you know, when I said about healing that relationship with food, fitness and ourselves, it's that focus on the ourselves bit, because that's what happens when you begin to dive into why you feel the way that you do about your body and realize that there is much more to entangle there in terms of our worth, in terms of our value, in terms of how we feel about ourselves and our conditioning and our beliefs and our trauma and so on. And that's essentially why I'm here with this podcast now. So I wanted to revisit all this because I just, I still hear it in every conversation every day and it makes me really, really sad. We have this preoccupation with our bodies and and not in a nice way. It's judging our bodies. It's the constant diet talk. It's the constant, oh, I've put on weight. And just that constant obsession with the fact that we're, we're not happy with our bodies. And it makes me really sad because this is a lot to do with our conditioning. It's a lot to do with diet culture, which I'll dive into a little bit more in a second. But I just think it's incredibly important for us to explore this relationship because from my own journey as well, this is where we become to reconnect to ourselves and begin to heal ourselves and begin to like ourselves, you know? So maybe you've come across this podcast because you like the title of it. The title will kind of 
maybe not like is not the right word, but it made you, you felt connected to it because you resonate with it. You know, you kind of think, you know what, maybe my relationship with my body isn't great and I'm fed up of feeling this way. It could just be a little niggle of curiosity there. So welcome. Thank you for listening to that little intuitive part of you because it's telling you that, hey, we want to be connected and feel whole and feel embodied and enjoy our lives and let go of that obsession with our bodies, that kind of, you know, when it just takes over your life, I know this so well, the preoccupation with diet of what we're eating and batch cooking and the exercise and, you know, fitting our social life around all that as opposed to the other way around. And sometimes we miss out on things because we think I can't go to that because it's a social event and there's a load of food that I can't eat because that's not on my diet. Or we're like, I have to go and slave away in the gym again because, you know, I'm, I'm still not quite where I want to be with my body and I get annoyed at myself because why don't, why can't I just look the way I want to look? Why can't I look like that ideal body type? And it's also that kind of feeling of, Maybe you're just unhappy with not being comfortable enough to show your body to your partner. Or maybe you feel uncomfortable running around playing with the kids because maybe your body jiggles a little bit. Maybe your top will raise and people will see it and you're worried about what people will think. It's this body objectification that we get obsessed with and it disconnects us from who we truly are. And it's incredibly sad. Just just so, so sad. But I know there's a different way and it took me a long time to get there. Probably... I mean, the conditioning goes on throughout our whole lives to this place, but about 10 years of being stuck in this cycle of obsession about my body, but not in a good way. It was never, it never got to where I wanted it to be. So I want to record this series to really support you on your own journeys of really returning to yourself, becoming, just finding a little more peace in your body, hence, hence why it's called peace of body. So it's just sad, really sad, you know? So I want to start by just sharing a little bit more about my story so that you've got an idea of what I went through and maybe you can resonate or relate with some of it. So about, well, over 10 years ago now, I had um, just finished this relationship and I felt unhappy in myself. I thought, Do you know what? I've put on weight. I'm not attractive. So if I'm ever going to meet anyone again, I'm going to have to lose some weight. And I've been someone who's been active all my life. I enjoy exercise. I enjoy moving. But yeah, I guess I'd just been stuck in a bit of a rut with it, really. So I started off with some sort of exercise DVDs and then I decided to go to the gym and I actually started dieting. And in the beginning, I was, in inverted commas, good at it. I could lose the weight. I knew how to do it. And I had an aim of where I wanted to get to, which was actually 60 kilos. And I'm around my average weight, the weight that my body feels happier and balances around is 67 kilos. So it was seven kilos less than where I am now. And I remember looking um, on the weighing scales and seeing that and thinking like, oh my God, I've made it. I've done it. And that was really quite easy. But was I happy? No. I looked in the mirror and I thought, do you know what? I need to bulk up a bit now. I've lost too much weight. You know, my bum just looks small and flat now. And I've, I've got small boobs as it is and they're even more small. And now, so I need to build curves to then be attractive. And so I took on personal training and then I got into CrossFit. And you know what? I was very good at reaching all the kind of the goals that I wanted to reach in terms of like, I don't know, the the weights to lift in the gym, the, the sculpting of the shoulders or my butt or whatever it was. But every single time I got to that place, there was it wasn't enough. There needed to be something more. I still wasn't happy in my own skin. And along the way as well, because I've been restricting so much in my diet, 
I ended up developing um, an issue of binge eating. And so that took over my life for about seven or eight years. I would eat, again, this is all in quotes because I don't believe in good or bad foods now. This is stuff that I talk about in one of the other episodes in the series. And this idea of having good and bad food, it just took over. I'd have good days. And then if I ever had one bad thing on them days, so say like one biscuit on what was a good day, that would effectively become a bad day because I'd ruined it. I'd ruined it. So I'd eat the whole biscuit packet. Then I'd go to the supermarket and go, fuck it. Let's buy a pizza. Let's buy a tub of ice cream. Let's buy all the food and make myself feel really sick, feel like shit at the end of the day. And the next day, start over again being good, you know, beating myself up because I just couldn't control my food. And yeah, so that went on for about seven years. And this whole time, actually, I was obsessed with exercise. It just took over my life. It, that is all I thought about really was fitting the food around everything else and exercise. Sorry, everything else around the food and the exercise. And one moment that really sticks out to me now, but I guess didn't at the time. But I look back and I think, do you know what? Whenever I have bad days and low days, because we do have them. I don't mean bad days and bad food, <laughs> just to confirm. But like I have a low day, you know, you feel unhappy in your, in your own skin, in your body. And that will still, you know, continue at times. And I remember this moment. I think I'm not letting anything like this happen again. I'd finished a CrossFit class, just packing up. Got a phone call from my mum and my sister to say that my gran, who was ill at the time, um, she it was it was the end. So it was a case of go to the hospital as soon as possible. And, you know, there was probably a lot of protection based on this. There was safety from my body. Our bodies are always working in our favor, by the way, always are. And that's why we want to build that beautiful relationship with them and listen to them rather than always berate them or ourselves. So I believe. And I thought, okay, right, we'll go to obviously go to the hospital, but I don't want to lose the gains of this workout. So I went to a shop and I bought... I don't know what I could find actually. I was vegetarian at the time. I'm now vegan, but at the time I bought, I think, a couple of boiled eggs and something or whatever else. Morrison's Garage in Penrith, yo. So I did that and I went to the hospital and I was too late. I was too late to get there. I'd missed my grand pass, dear old Omi. And she was German, so we called her Omi which is the yeah, German for grandmother, although I think it's kind of Oma in the traditional sense, but we called her Omi, whether it's kind of a bit more of a, um, I don't know, the slang term, I guess, like uh, like granny. I'm not really yes, entirely sure, but she was Omi, and Obi to everybody as well. Even to my mum, she was Omi. But uh, yeah, it, it was one of the moments that, do I actually want to have been there for? Did I want to see that happen? I don't know, because... I didn't like seeing her afterwards. That's a memory that's kind of feels scarred on my brain. I, I don't want it there, but it's there. And that's, you know, that's okay. That's what I was there. But I, yeah, I, I wasn't there, but all because I was worried about the gains from this food, you know, or sorry, this workout and, and not getting the gains from the food and not making the most of this workout. And it was crazy. And so if I ever get lost again, I, I always just remember that memory. And I think I don't want any other big life experience or big life event to be affected by a preoccupate, preoccupate, <laughs> why can't I say the word? Preoccupation with my body, the way it looks and with food and with exercise. I just don't. So about three years ago, yeah, I was three years ago, the binge eating had got at its worst um, and I wasn't so obsessed with exercise. Well, I was, but 
I was doing less intense exercise, which is fine. It was still great, healthy stuff to do, but it wasn't enough to kind of counteract that fact that binge eating was, was making me put on weight, you know? So I was worried about putting on weight and I discovered intuitive eating, which is like an anti-diet approach. There's not kind of the rules around food. It's all about learning to listen to your own body. <laughs> this is where it's all going here as well, isn't it? Listen to our own bodies. Our body's innate ability to regulate its eating, its hunger and its fullness, the importance of having food that's satisfying, ditching rules, ditching weighing yourself, you know, breaking away from all those external ideas of what you should eat and what you should, uh, what how you should exercise and how you should look, breaking away from all that and coming back to you within. Again, I talk about this in one of the other episodes on the series, but so I discovered intuitive eating and originally I wanted to lose weight still. I was binge eating, I wanted to end the binge eating and I wanted to lose weight. And it's not like I hadn't tried before to end binge eating. I tried many other ways, all the kind of ways that people say to, to do it. Like, um, I don't know, trying to just go cold turkey sometimes and just, you know, white knuckling through it. That doesn't work. Um, yeah, it's random exercises to do with like taking three breaths when you feel the urge to binge and, and so on and so forth. And, you know, it doesn't work because it's it's about more than than just willpower, loads more than that. So anyways, I discovered intuitive eating and quite quickly my binge eating actually ended, which was really, really cool. Now, my relationship with food still isn't isn't great, isn't perfect, should I say. Is perfect the term? Hmm. But, you know, anyways, I'm so much further down the line. I'm not binge eating now and I and I haven't really since. And so so, yeah, I ended the binge eating and I lost weight actually. Um, and I guess in a way it delayed me a bit in my healing because when you lose the weight, it kind of then, it makes you go, oh, well then I've succeeded. But actually as I explored intuitive eating, in, this is what happens in the process, is that you begin to kind of question your relationship with yourself, how you feel actually about you yourself, you know? And I realized I didn't like myself and Oh, I should say as well, gentle backtrack. I started all this, uh, the intuitive eating process and wanted to end a binge eating because I actually had my first boyfriend who I'm still with for the first time in like seven or eight years. That whole time I didn't have a partner at all because I just never felt attractive enough. And I was worried that if I invited them in, I couldn't control my food and fitness schedule and then I put on weight and then he wouldn't find me attractive. And then the irony of all that is, is that I met Dave when I was probably at my heaviest. Has it been the heaviest I've been in my life? Maybe, maybe about. And he still loved me. Like, you know, someone explained that to me because I didn't get it at the time. But, but yeah, so I didn't want to end up just being obsessed around food in a relationship because when you do that, then you're not really being present and not being able to go, hey, yeah, let's go for that spontaneous meal or get that spontaneous takeaway or, you know, let's do anything spontaneous. Let's go to the cinema but actually, oh no, I should have been going to the gym, you know, and choosing the gym over like quality time with somebody. It's not, it's not a way to live. So, so yeah, that's, that's kind of how the journey all started. And then I, this is why I'm here on this podcast, because it sparked that journey uh, inwards, that uh, journey of what was actually going on in my mind, my beliefs, my conditioning, my trauma, and all of these different parts of myself that, that needed to heal. So I wanted to share that because I want you to know that that's how it can feel. Maybe you relate to some of that story. Um, but just to give you an idea that I, I do understand it. I, I know what it's like to feel so obsessed with wanting to look a certain way. But it never, diets and 
that ideal body image never brings us what we want because what we think it brings us, we're told, what you're sold, is that it's going to bring you attractability, it's going to bring you happiness, it's going to make you feel more successful, you know. Um, it's all these things, but they're feelings. And those feelings come from within, not from without. And I mean without as in the external, outside of ourselves. They don't come from the body objectification that we get stuck in. So why has this happened? Why have we as a society become this way or how, why are we, you know, you personally feeling like this? Now there's a heck of a lot we can discuss here, but in essence, it's a lot to do with our conditioning of diet culture and diet culture, just this idea that there is an, an, an ideal body image that we should all be aiming towards. And I don't remember this this um, study perfectly, but I think it was from back in um, maybe about 10 years ago, they did a study in America and they found out that if you considered the um, body image of women that were shown through the media at that time, so all the kind of series, the films, etc., only 5%, might have been less, 5% of the American population of women had that body type or could achieve that body type. Because there are so many different shapes and sizes, aren't there? You know, you can't possibly look that way if your body doesn't want to be there. And that's really sad, isn't it? And you've got to consider as well, when we think about diet culture, we think about the diet industry. Think about it like this, because the diet industry is trying to sell us products, you know, these lose weight products. So it has to say that there's an ideal to go towards and make us want to buy the products. And at the same time, they need to keep you dieting. Just think about that. They need to keep you dieting because they need to keep you buying their products. So if you're keep if you're constantly dieting, then you're not actually achieving what you thought you would achieve. And that's in terms of the physical. You won't get that physique necessarily, but also that that physique won't be bringing you all, you know, won't bring you your life partner because you're more attractive. It won't bring you that ideal job because you've got the confidence to go and get it and probably just be attractive enough to go for the job, you know? It's, it's messed up. It really is. So we've spent a lot of our lives, um, and this is an important part of this as well, I'll talk about um, a little bit later, but we have to become aware of what we've um, experienced, what's been conditioned in our lives. So maybe you've grown up with family and friends who are dieting or talk negatively about their bodies or even talk about other people's bodies as well. You know, we've all done it. I'm sure we have. I know I have where I've, you know, I've not necessarily judge someone, maybe I have at times as well, judge someone on their weight. Yeah, yeah, I probably have judged them. Yeah, I've judged them because of their weight and seen them as a as a more attractive person or someone could be more lazy because they're, you know, not at the ideal body weight. Just all these ideas of what's good and bad in terms of the way we look. And so we've learned this in our, in our picture of our, our life growing up. And that can be really hard to break away from. The reason that we've probably got this way as society as a whole is a, is a really complex topic. But if you want to explore this more, you can look into the patriarchy. You can look into this idea of controlling women, I guess, from, from that sense. And even things such as the Industrial Revolution, which wanted people to all kind of... Fall. Again, it's control. It's all about that control of getting everyone to them go from living these lives as, as farmers and people, um, you know, living individually to come together and work to create the industry that we that we built, you know. So a heck of a lot of our our 
society has been built on control. So this is another aspect of it. Now, I'm not an expert in any of that. And I'm not saying that I that I know that as fact or anything. But these always seem to be the the factors that contribute from from what I read. So, you know, this podcast isn't about that. But this episode isn't about that, should I say. But um, yeah, explore all that if you if you'd like to. And definitely the diet industry, you know, the diet. It's just crazy, isn't it? It's, it blows my mind that it's the diet industry needs you to keep dieting mental really really mental so talking about this idea of body objectification when we are seeing our bodies as an object we are imagining our bodies from the outside in we are not within our bodies we are not embodied when we are considering the way we look to somebody else because that's what it's about isn't it it's that the way we look to the outside world the way we look to others so there's actually a quote that I really like by the Lexi twins and they have a book called More Than a Body, which is an amazing place to start on this journey. 100% find that book, but not find that book. I mean, you can find it on Amazon, you can find it anywhere. It's not, it's not a rare book. It's a really good book. Um, and a quote that they said, I don't know which, which one of them said it, but said it's your body is an instrument, not an ornament. And it's so true, isn't it? Our bodies are an instrument in which we can experience the world. And that is amazing, isn't it? You know, this is why I think body acceptance is a, is a good way of, oh, I'm, st- I'm getting ahead of myself, actually, because I'm excited. I'll talk about body acceptance in a second. But I like to see this as body experience. You know, this is a reason why I think when we're feeling unhappy in that relationship with our bodies, if we can get to a place where we can really be grateful for them, appreciate what they brought us. We don't necessarily be aiming for body love or anything, but we can just be aiming to appreciate what we experience in our life because of our bodies if we didn't have a body we wouldn't be able to experience this living world we wouldn't be able to experience the the touch of our loved ones we wouldn't be able to have children you know bring children to the world our bodies do that we wouldn't be able to smell those beautiful flowers outside or taste that amazing food or see those amazing beautiful natural vistas out in the world or gaze into our lover's eyes you know I know it sounds all cheesy, but really our bodies are massively important and building a relationship with them that isn't negative, I just think can really change our lives. And we talk about this, well, I, I talk about it in terms of this, this disembodiment. So being out of our bodies is really disengaging us in, in a bunch of different ways as well. So if we look at that in terms of somatic healing, somatic experiencing, Our bodies hold memory. That's the idea that our bodies hold memory. So we hold it in the nervous system. So for example, I now know that I can feel anxious, that I have anxiety. And for a long time, I didn't know that because, well, a couple of reasons. This is also what can contribute to our relationship with food and our bodies and ourselves. Um, The binge eating was numbing that feeling of anxiety. But because I was so disembodied, I wasn't even noticing them first signs that were um, coming prior to the binge eating, um, the food. And it was anxiety. And it was anxiety, which now that I explore it more, firstly, I can explore where it feels in the body. So this is going into the somatics here, exploring where it shows up in our body. So for me, it shows up in my my neck, my shoulders and, and down my arms, the outside of my arms, usually. And... I can then, now that I'm more embodied and I can feel that physical experience, because when we're disembodied, we're not even getting that felt sense of, of the world and that, that, I don't know, that being in the world, really, that presence, that mindfulness even. Um, yeah, now that I'm aware of where that is, I can then become aware of 
when I'm feeling that way. So what situations make me feel anxious? What make me what makes me feel a physical sensation? And the more I explore, the more I can see where I have issues with control and that control makes me feel safe and there's some trauma under there to unpack. So maybe that all sounds a bit scary because you don't maybe want to open yourself up to those situations, but this is how we can actually heal and change our lives. We can get, um, who said this actually? It was on, I listened to a Saturn Returns podcast uh, yesterday with Kagi Dunlop and she's the host. And she said in it um, that we get comfortable in the discomfort. We get comfortable in discomfort. It's crazy, isn't it? It's this idea that we're not happy in our lives, yet changing things hurts and is difficult and is painful. And our the reason is that because our bodies are screaming to say no stay in this position where we're safe and we're secure it thinks we're safe and secure where we are even if we're not satisfied um spiritually emotionally you know mentally but it's a safe place because somehow that may be going out there and um trying something different that's scary that's hurt us before in the past maybe we've done it before in the past and, it, and it's hurt us so our body remembers all this so the more that you get embodied then the more then you can connect with this um understanding of what's going on for you in your life and to heal these areas and god i could talk about this all day but it's not not what i'm talking about here <laughs> hold yourself rein yourself in rebecca but i also think that when we start to become embodied we just have a much more vivid experience in our life and we can also explore our spirituality more, I believe. You know, we, we're, we're humans, yes. And we're spiritual beings. And we can explore them if we combine both them things together. And we can just have more of that connection. For me, that connection with the, the natural world. I can explore my senses more and how I feel in relation with the world, with nature, when I'm embodied. So yeah, these are some of the reasons why I think it's important to unpack this relationship. So... I mentioned before about body acceptance when I wanted to skip ahead and I say that because for me personally that's what I aim towards and I'm not saying that's going to be right for you but I want to explain why body acceptance works for me why I I like body acceptance and I don't think there's really any better way of summing this up than to read this quote to you by Megan Jane Crabb who is a body positivity uh, advocate follow her on all socials uh, she's really incredible actually and she's got a book that's called body positivity power which is what this quote's taken from and she said body acceptance is about accepting that this is the body you have and feeling neutral about that fact it means not thinking that you're flawless and bootylicious 24 7 but also not thinking that you're hideous and have to change actually it's not thinking very much about your body very much at all just accepting that it looks how it looks and getting on with your days and that's why i love body acceptance because it's not like we're going towards body positivity body love and there's this idea which they're not necessarily saying this as well but it can kind of give us the idea that we should be feeling positive about our bodies and love our bodies all the time and, and that's not always the case but body acceptance gets us to a place where we just especially if you're like me and you were obsessed with thinking about your body you just stop thinking about it so much at all. You stop wanting to look in every mirror and poke at it and prod at it and pull at it and tuck it into your trousers and your tops and, and whatever and just imagine what someone else is thinking about it and change it and manipulate it and so on. You stop thinking about it just oh, just in general. But it doesn't mean that you stop respecting it or that you stop loving it or anything. I think that's all part of it as well. But it, it just stops you worrying so much about the the way that you look and the way that you look to somebody else which is what it's a lot to do with 
So for me, body acceptance is the way forward, but maybe you do prefer different terms. But body body positivity, body love, um, all these kind of different uh, terms, I think sometimes can feel really foreign as well when you felt so uncomfortable in your body for a long time. So body acceptance is a, a really beautiful way to go. But, you know, explore what works for you. Think about how that feels. Think about how it feels in your body when you say these terms. So how do we actually begin this journey of healing our relationship with our bodies how can we begin to feel more comfortable in our bodies feel you know we, we think about them less you know stop worrying so much about what other people think of our bodies and just to to live our lives really essentially we, we want peace don't we we want to just live a less complicated life and this is a layer that that feels very complicated so i talk about this method and I did say as well the last time I talked about this, I, I swear I coined these three terms of my own accord. It, it's not, you know, weird to think that it wouldn't be strange or a stretch to think that somebody else has already coined these terms. But for me, the process is always awareness, acceptance, and then action. And then I was listening to a podcast a few months ago now, I think, after I just recorded my own talking about this um, technique again. And apparently this is just known as the, I think the 3A method. And I was calling it the AAA method myself. It's just weird. Weird that somebody said it on the podcast and I was like, oh my God, have I heard this subconsciously before and taken it on and then being like, oh my God, this idea has come to me as an epiphany. <laughs> so I don't actually know, but it felt like an epiphany, but you know, our, our brains are quite clever like that, aren't they? Nevertheless, I'm not trying to claim it as though I'm amazing and I'm some sort of like psychotherapist or whatever. I'm just saying that this works for me and I think it's based on a quite an accepted model of therapy. So the first part of it is the acceptance, uh, the awareness. Start off right, Rebecca. Awareness. And so this is, this isn't about the action. This is really about becoming aware of how you feel about your body, what your thoughts are as you go through the day. How are you, yeah, how are you feeling about your body? You know, are you, how are you talking to yourself? So maybe you um you get up in the morning and you're like yay i'm going to start off and have a really lovely healthy day and be really good to my body and lose some weight and then you go on the scales and you're not where you want to be and then you berate yourself for not being good enough you know start to become aware of what's going on in your mind and paint that picture of how diet culture of how you and also how you just feel about your body like how, how that's all sort of showing up so it's beginning to notice and observe. It's not the time to take action. This is about building the picture upon which we can change. You know, we, we need to know where we want to change before we, we try and jump in and change it and just take it slow as well. So it's building up that picture of this relationship with your body that you currently have. And it's interesting as well to know maybe your um, interactions with others and even how you are speaking about others, perhaps, because often we can diet chats are really really common isn't it so many people talk about diets and how they feel about their body and it shows up a lot so it's becoming aware of how that's coming up in your life so you're becoming aware of the conditioning as well here how you feel currently about your body but also the conditioning and, and how that's showing up and and already that'll soften things because you'll think oh my god this is hitting me from every angle in my life so no wonder that this has had an influence and made me feel this way you can include how you feel about food and exercise as well you know like oh, I'm going to the gym again to do this class that I don't want to do, but I need to do the most high intensity class that I don't really enjoy, but it's going to be the one that burns the most calories and so on and so forth. But there's part of you that's always wanted to go and dance. 
This is what happened to me. I always wanted to just go to dance classes, but I just felt like they weren't going to be intense enough. They weren't going to burn the most energy or the most calories. That's how I felt, which is really sad. So it's important to, to really start to build that picture. And you can, this is kind of spans all the steps as well. But at this point, if you feel called to, you can start to educate yourself on diet culture, you know, so read more than a body, that book, which is all about body objectification and healing that relationship with our bodies. They are two experts um, in body image work. So definitely check that out. Um, you could look up Just Eat It by Laura Thomas, which I absolutely love and has been the book for my journey. The Beauty Myth, um, Body Positivity Power, look at podcasts. I'll link a few below so you've got a bit of a place to start if you want to just kind of understand why you've got to this place also to just get angry get angry at all this that's had an effect on you and disconnected you from who you truly are and then the second step is acceptance this is a bit of a difficult one to define apart from the fact that it's about accepting where you're at and and, and that's essentially what it is it's accepting what you're learning about where you're currently at it's accepting the conditioning that's had an influence on your life, the diet culture and so on and so forth. It's not about, we're not at this point blaming people or, I mean, you can blame diet culture, I guess, but all that's happened. And it's not about putting the blame on someone else or, or passing away the responsibility because I think now it's, it's really important to go, do you know what? Maybe I've played a victim for a long time, not knowing it, not in a negative way to berate yourself, but not knowingly. But now I understand I'm creating this picture and I can accept that I can change this. That I have my power back now because I understand it all. Maybe not all of it, but you know, you're starting to understand it. So this is really important. And with an acceptance, because this can be really difficult, this kind of the surrender as well. It's about self-care and it's about acknowledging what else is showing up for you there and this can be painful it can bring up trauma it can bring up deep issues about your relationship with yourself and your self-worth so that's really important really important to be aware of and to seek support for um maybe you do that from your friends and family maybe you do so in a professional sense seeking professional help um it's important and it's also why i have in one of the other episodes i talk about ways in which we can build that kind of support system that self-care and soothe ourselves because I know from my own journey as well that this isn't just about unraveling the relationship with our bodies it's like I said it's so much deeper than that so so much can come up so it's about acceptance here really important and your acceptance like I said it kind of spans all of it as well like I said about educating yourself you're accepting as you go it's a journey of acceptance and surrender but also of empowerment and this is where we can really look into the action here so I want to give you a bunch of action steps to go with because that's really what we want from these kind of episodes, isn't it? Like, tell me what to do. But I do think that the most important action step is the awareness at the beginning. Awareness is just is just key in life for creating any kind of change on any kind of coming back to yourself. That's what I believe. So this step three, the action. How can we take action and begin to just feel a little more comfortable in our bodies and start listening to our bodies? And that's one of the, the big first parts of it. Start listening to your body. What is it telling you? Like I was talking about somatics. Where are you feeling emotions in your body? How do you feel doing particular types of exercise? So it's more awareness again here, but we can get a bit more specific. So yeah, begin to become really aware of those more specific uh, situations. That's, that's really quite important. 
continue with the awareness. The awareness is the action, like I said. But if you want some some nice little steps here, the first one that I would always suggest is that you write an apology and a love letter to yourself. Now, I know that sounds cheesy. I know. But, you know, I cried when I did this, actually. I thought, this is going to be so pathetic. This is just, yeah, cheesy work, all about self-love, blah, blah, blah. But I did it. And it was like I was finally connecting to, to myself within. That was sad. This part of myself that was sad about how I felt. And I was listening to how my body felt. So you start with an apology letter to just see what comes up intuitively for you. It's not about berating yourself, but it's kind of that apology for going, look, buddy, I'm so sorry that I've not listened to you for so many years. I'm so sorry that I've I've told you that I don't like you and that I hate you in the mirror and all this kind of stuff. I'm sorry that I pushed you through intense exercise to injury because I wanted to look a certain way. I'm sorry that I... Um, well, at one point I wanted to have a boob job and I'm sorry that I felt like I wanted to have a boob job because I didn't like what I had. You know, it's all those kind of things. Make it personal to you. And then you follow it up with a love letter of saying what you love about your body. Love might feel strong. So maybe appreciation, appreciation letter. I appreciate that you have given me my beautiful partner in life. I appreciate that you um, allowed me to experience that um, going traveling around Southeast Asia. I'm saying these personally because it's easier to give examples that are personal, isn't it? Um, And I I appreciate that you have allowed me to go on that cycle too. I appreciate that you allowed me to go and see these beautiful mountains in, in the place that I live. I appreciate that you allow me to feel like the that beautiful sensation when you go out dancing just what works for you here and when you're doing this exercise I should say should have said this at the start really but get yourself into um, a quiet place a place alone and take some time maybe light a candle and you know just really feel into this and afterwards as well care for yourself because this can feel really intense so maybe there's someone that you can share this with and something that actually an exercise that was really really powerful for me which is from the just eat it by laura thomas and it is just writing down 100 things that you like about yourself Oof, that's tough isn't it it took me i think it took me about an hour i remember yeah i remember where i was um yeah it took me about an hour and it's not about the physical things about like, I, I you know, I like my, my boobs. <laughs> I like my calves or whatever. It's about the other things that you like about yourself. You know, I like that I stood up for myself in the situation. I like that I care for people and so on. And a hundred things sounds crazy. I know it does, but it's where we start to really connect to ourselves and start to create that more positive relationship. You'll find a hundred things, you know, I don't even want to say stop at any less than that. I used to say, if you struggle with that, do 50. But I think, do you know what? I think there's a reason why it's 100, you know, to really stretch your brain. Um, and the more you stretch yourself and the more you kind of, even if you get exacerbated with it, more of the real deep knowing that inner teacher will come out and say, hey, what about this that you did? Or, hey, what about this that you're like, you know? It's really important to do this. And this, I remember this so fondly because a few years earlier, I remember thinking, if somebody had asked me, what I like about myself, I, firstly, I wasn't thinking about anything really, um, about my personality, the person I am, I was thinking about my body, and I really couldn't think of anything, the best I could come up with was that I quite liked my ankles and my wrists, <laughs> I just remember that, and I remember it was in a tent in Vietnam when I was on a cycle tour with a friend, 
which is an amazing experience, but I was so not happy with myself. And when you're not happy with yourself, you're not going to be able to bring in all the beautiful experience of, of something like that. You just, you can't. So this is why I want to encourage you to, to really explore this journey. So yeah, please do that list. Do your love letters and your apology letter. It's, it's just beautiful. And when you've kind of looked at this awareness and, and you've done these kind of letters and things, you can begin to do some journaling, perhaps. Maybe just you can sit and think about this if you prefer. But based on everything above, what you've identified, what would you like to change? And how would you like to feel about your body? And how would you like to feel in your life? Begin to explore them questions, you know. So what was it that you thought that pursuit of the perfect body was going to bring you? It's a place you can maybe look at. How do you want to feel in your body? Maybe you, you want to be like a bit like me and just think, I don't want to be thinking about my body all the time. I want to feel comfortable enough to, to wear clothing that I enjoy. That's another step to take here as well is look at what clothes you actually feel comfortable in. Are you wearing things that make you feel good? Or are you wearing things that make you like preoccupied with your body? Like, yeah, the top's a bit tight or the dress is a bit short and you're constantly readjusting it. You're constantly obsessed with your body. So look into that there as well. But yeah, do this journaling. Begin to really focus on what it is that you want to feel in your life and how you want to feel about your body. A really big one as well is cutting out things that are not serving you. So social media accounts that are talking about weight loss or about body aesthetics um, and sometimes you might not know quite what it is about that social media account. They might not be doing anything like that. But even if anything just makes you feel unhappy or uncomfortable, don't be doing it. Just try your best to cut it. I'm not saying, you know, you're wrong to do it because it's hard. These things can be addictive and we've been conditioned all our lives to feel this way. But, you know, really begin to cut them things out. Begin to become aware of the um maybe like yeah you're reading books or you're reading articles or whatever but social media is a really big one actually I think because that's kind of the way a lot of ourselves live our lives but look into what you're you're doing as well that could be having an, an, a negative influence here it isn't making you feel good and this can expand into our conversations with people so becoming aware of when maybe you are getting into a conversation that's about diet chat or about bodies or even a specific person's body you know becoming aware of that and maybe thinking of ways in which you can step away from that situation or maybe even then people in your life do can you distance yourself or can you create boundaries explore that that's a, a really big thing to do there <laughs> to do that dude dude we live there's a building site nearby so i apologize if there's a kind of gentle rumble in the background all the time and then there's a little dude dude but you know maybe it's like going woo yeah amazing love your points rebecca <laughs> I become aware as well of body comparison in terms of how you are comparing your body to somebody and just in general how you are noticing a body first and a person second. That's the way I, I, I phrase it is we should be thinking people first, body second. So to get to that, say you're looking at somebody, I don't know, to friend and they're coming towards you and you're thinking like, oh, they've lost weight or oh, they look good today or oh, they've put on weight or whatever it is. Catch yourself as you're doing that, become aware of when you're doing that and then begin to you know, look at what you appreciate about that person as a person. You know, I like that they make me smile. I like that we've been through all these beautiful memories together. They've always been by my side. They're really funny. They make me feel good. They're caring. Whatever it is, you know, look at those things instead. So people first, body second. And become aware of when you're doing that to yourself, when you're putting your body first in terms of the, the physical, body's important obviously, but looking after our body, but in terms of the body image and the body aesthetics first, and then yourself second. Become aware of the fact that you are a 
you're a living human being, you're a soul in a body, you're a person and you are more than a body. So begin with that. This journey, like I said, can really bring up deep issues with worth because a lot of the time we've tangled our worth in our body and, and this is where we can get to this place. So begin to speak to yourself as a friend another cheesy suggestion you're probably thinking but it's true you know commit to changing that negative talk become aware of when you are saying like oh why why can't I stop eating and why can't I change how I, you know my my body shape or I really hate that I'm lazy or why did I say that that's so embarrassing I wish I'd said something different whatever become aware of all that inner critic that part of yourself that's the inner critic because they're aware of many other parts of you so that's when you start to engage the part of you which is can be a friend how would you speak to a friend? You know, you're not going to say, oh, yeah, that was really stupid of you. I can't believe you did that. Or, oh, my God, how can you not lose weight? You're just not committed enough. Why are you not using so much willpower? Start to speak to yourself as a friend. Or sometimes people like the idea of using a puppy or a child in this example as well. And just think, how would I speak to them? You know, you'd be soothing them. You'd be like, no, you know, that's not that's not how it is at all. It's not about your body. You're not doing anything wrong with your body, you know, or um yeah, it's, it's okay, you said that, and, and that's okay that you said it, but it's important that we, you know, just nurture ourselves really in that sense of speaking to ourselves more kindly. This is really, really important on this journey because it's not easy. Another few things, I don't want to give too much because I know it can be a bit intense, um, but another th few things that I would suggest would be that can you begin to explore movement that feels good? I say movement rather than exercise. I think exercise can start having that negative association because we've been obsessed with negative, uh, with um, exercise, should I say? I know I was. So I use the term movement. So what movement do you really want to do? Maybe you enjoy going out for a walk. Maybe you want to go dance lessons and do some dance lessons like me. So every time that you're going, do you know what? I feel the need to move. Ask yourself how your body wants to move rather than saying like, hey body, this is how we're going to move begin to listen to your body in that sense and explore these different things I have not done so much variety of exercise before in my life until I started this journey it was always certain things that I felt like I had to do and now I just allow myself to do what my body wants to do and it's much more varied and it's much more fun and it's much more fulfilling so begin to explore that and in that same sense when we're beginning to listen to our body in that way begin to listen to your body in general how is your body feeling like I mentioned earlier about me feeling that anxiety in my body begin to notice how your body feels throughout the day so maybe every hour I always think this is an amazing practice anyways but asking yourself how you feel and then asking how your body feels maybe you can see a, a, a relationship there maybe there's a correlation um you know and you can begin to see which situations are making you feel this way becoming aware of how you feel and how your body feels and listening to it so it's creating that kind of conversation with our bodies which is which is really important and we lose a lot when we are stuck in diet culture and we're stuck in body objectification and a bit of a big step but if you can I would say if you can't do this stop weighing yourself stop weighing yourself and your food chuck out the scales okay maybe keep them if you want them for a particular recipe but you know don't be weighing out food thinking i should be having this 80 gram portion of quinoa for example i don't even know if that's what they would say but you know listen to how your body is actually feeling when it eats and i'll talk about this a bit more in the in the episode on on the food um starting to heal our relationship with food but listen to how your body is actually feeling when is it feeling full when do you actually feel um you know hungry what do you actually want to eat 
what's making me feel satisfied after a meal so am i actually full after that meal am i full after that banana i had as a snack or am i needing something more you know begin to continue that relationship with listening to your body and chuck out those freaking scales especially the weighing scales for your for your body it's it doesn't matter it doesn't matter you know when you begin to listen to how your body feels and maybe you're somebody who feels like um maybe your body weight is having an effect on your health that doesn't mean you have to know your body weight to do that that's more of a feeling and yeah there's a heck of a lot to go into when it comes to health at every size as well so i'm not going to delve into that now but there is a lot of a lot of research on it read just eat it by laura thomas like i mentioned earlier um check out the podcast that i'll link below and read intuitive eating as well by um resh and triboli i think is how you say their names they're dietitians who created this whole idea of this anti-diet approach of intuitive eating and more than anything be aware that you will still have low days that this is not a linear process which is why we need to find support and we need to care for ourselves so it's working out how we can care for ourselves and how we can find support with other people maybe other people who have been through the same thing you're always so so welcome to send me a message and you know just if you want to talk about what you're going through if you need some advice or just someone to just let it all out with and you know whatever i'm i'm here for you so do reach out if that's what you would need as well you know don't ever don't ever um yeah worry that you can't do that because you you always can so yeah take it slow it's a long journey but it's a sustainable journey this is how we're healing deeper and deeper and deeper so yeah i'd love to know how, what you think of this um if you implement any of it um, share it with somebody who you think might need this as well if there's something that you think might resonate with them and uh, if you like as well you know obviously continue going through the piece of body series and always reach out if you need me thank you everybody bye bye thank you so much for listening i would love to know what you think of the episode and you can reach out to me in the show notes below the options are there and if you feel called to rate or review or share this episode i would be incredibly grateful thank you very much everyone